Hello, this is Tupperware Jair. Um, this is Go Go again. Um, I'm a Peace Corps volunteer in Motang Butabute, which is the northern part of Lesotho. Today, I am with my friend Dika Lady, and she is going to tell us a little bit about the school system here. Um, she's in her final semester studying is it tourism. Tourism. Tourism and management at Lincoln <laughs> University. So, can you just like tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe like your family background? Okay. I'm Dikilele Bage from Moteng in Botabote. Lived there long time ago from a family of five children. And we are raised by our mother because our dad passed away a long time ago. So she was a single parent. So the schooling, I think the schooling was <laughs> was good because at primary level, it is, it is for free. You don't have to pay. So my brother, my two brothers and two sisters attended their primary school but were unable to go to high school because my mother was not able to pay for the school fees. But luckily, <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who, who was able to go there and went to high school. Now I'm in college. I'm in the fourth semester, in the final semester of my fourth year, doing BA honors in tourism management. At Lincoln Queen University of Creative Technology, Lesotho. Awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So I feel like, like from what I've observed, um, the schooling, at least just like the structure of how school is, is really different from how it is in America. Do you think you can just tell us a little bit about like what your primary school was like, like in terms of like the structure, how far you walked? your classes, what did that look like? The schooling in here, I think the structure is that we have a principal and deputy principal, and then will be teachers and assistant teachers. And we have seven grades, grade one up to grade seven. And about going to school, we had to walk on foot. I think it's three kilometers more is it really that far no it is probably yeah <laughs> kilometers. which actually i feel like we're kind of close yeah we are close yeah because i feel like the kids from Motahani is very, very far very far and yeah. up a mountain yeah yeah so each teacher is assigned the class she or he would teach and the teacher will change according to grades but as for the time I was attending, I was taught by one teacher from grade one to grade seven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so and, if you didn't like her, oh well. <laughs> and she was very strict. She would punish you, punish. <laughs> but that helped us because, you know, she, lo- she loved English. Mm. If you came late, she has already, the lesson for English has passed, she will whip you more, say, not with the English that I love. I've told the language that I love. So she was very strict, but I'm proud of her. 
Wow. Yeah. So was it for that, was it like every year she just moved with your grade? So when you're in grade one, she taught grade one, and the next year she taught grade two as you were moving up? Yes, she was moving with us, and that was the first class that she did that. She taught us from grade one. When we went to grade two, she taught grade two oh. up to grade seven. So, but then there was different teachers for each of the other grades? Yes. Oh, okay. She was the only one not changing the class. Okay. Um, so I remember like we walked over there before and you pointed to some older buildings that was there. Yeah. Um, because now the school actually has a newer building where all the classes meet in their own. Well, all the grades meet in their own individual classes. Was that how it was like when you were a kid? No. <clears throat> when I was a kid, that that old buildings that we see, there were fewer classes. So other classes has to be mixed, to be mixed. Like it's a big building. The grade if grade three will face north and grade four will face <laughs> south. But in the same classroom. But in the same classroom. Oh shoot. But when I was in grade one there were tents. We were attending school in, t- in tents. When they because there were there were there was not enough classes. There were classes were few. So uh-huh. grade one there were grade one and grade two there were two tents. Wow. That we have to attend the classes in. So how many kids would be in one of your one class? At that time it was so many. Fifty or sixty. Dang. In one class with one teacher. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel a like... great one. <laughs> Not knowing even how to handle a pencil to write. Yeah. Wow. Because I feel like in America, I think I got lucky, but I feel like the biggest class that I was ever in was maybe 20. And I feel like that was a lot. The biggest class. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've heard people being in classes with like 30, 30 kids. But still, 60 is double. So <laughs> that's a lot of work for the teacher. Um, okay. Let's see. So did so when you were in primary school, did you ever think that you would go to high school or college? Yeah, at high school, I thought sometimes I would go because I was working very hard. Not that I'm, I was genius or <laughs> smarter than other kids, but I, I was working hard because I remember when I was in grade one, grade two, and three and four, I would be highest from other subjects. Other subjects, I would be the highest. Wow. Would, but in mathematics, <laughs> I would be the lowest. And that made my teacher very angry. Oh. And she made me, after school, to stay, do mathematics. And then when I was in grade five, the t- the final examination that the grade seven wrote, she gave us that for mathematics. Oh my and god! And believe me, out of fifty, I got thirty-two. Wow! In grade five, you were taking grade seven tests. Yes, and that was that's really great, <laughs> man. Yeah. That's that's why I said maybe high school I will go, because there were scholarships offered. Um, so I thought maybe I would be lucky, I would find one. But mm-hmm. college, I didn't think so. Because there was no one in our, in our village who has ever gone to the college. So we have no <laughs> idea of what is college. <laughs> Dang. So your teacher was really influential then to always push you 
to do better. And she even made you stay after school. Yes, like, on she her was own time. very influential because when other kids were going to were going to their homes, even the ones who were doing poorer than me, they would go home. But she would make me to stay and do mathematics because she knew that I could make it. Oh, oh so this was just for you? Specifically. Yes, only me. For other kids. Oh, wow. Wow. So you mentioned that you had to go to high school, you had to pay. So what ended up happening with that? Like, so you, did you find your scholarship? To go? When going to the high school, I applied St. Charles High School, for St. Charles High School. My mother, like I said, my family was poor. My mother couldn't afford to pay for the school fees. Mm. So she went to the school, talked to the principal. Mm. And the principal said she could not find the scholarship for me. Mm. But my mother was very eager. And she wanted me to go to school because I have worked. My results were very good. Mm. So if the principal even asked my mother if she could work at for at school, so mm. that some of the money she earned will pay for my school fees. Mm. But luckily, because I lost my debt and there was a debt certificate, the ministry offered me scholarship through the help of the principal, Sister Alice Input. Wow. That, and that's how you got the scholarship to yeah. the ministry. Yes. Okay. Wow. So can you tell like? Just a little, a little bit about like um, how that scholarship works. The scholarship for the min- that is provided by the Ministry of Education. The ministry provides scholarship for double orphan children or single orphan children whose other parent is not able to pay, mm-hmm. or due to illness or disability or poverty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they they offer for ch- children who are just needy, mm. but it is very rare for mm. the needy ones because they believe that people, some parents, are not taking enough responsibilities for their children, for going for them to pay for their school fees. So I think that the ministry only provide mostly. For the orphans, mm. uh, either single orphan or double orphan, because they pay for the school fees. If you are staying at the boarding, some in other schools they pay for the boarding school, but at St. Charles they didn't. Mm. And mm. the books will be provided with books, with uniform. But that process, like that application process, is pretty difficult. I feel like just to be able to organize everything, like all the different paperwork to bring. Yeah, it's very difficult because you have to provide a death certificate. That is hard to find. Mm. After that death certificate, you have to write many letters. The one for the parent, the one for the school, from the school that you admitted, and the one from the chief. Mm. So you got really, really lucky because you had a really supportive mom who I know. She's really awesome. And then also the principal at the school. Yes, was she, was really... very, she was very good. Uh, but now she's not the one there who's this principal. She's the principal at Pigeon High School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she was very good, that principal, because some of the students that we attended school, 
they were she paid her them school fees what? herself Damn. those who were who passed well but were unable to pay their school fees wow wow it's crazy how one person like can make such a big difference in someone's life so that they can succeed but i think it's the way she is because she's a sister of charity <laughs> so yeah. i think she like helping yeah that's why she went for the sister of charity <laughs> so what what are you currently studying now i know you mentioned it a little bit but what maybe what influenced you to study that and and how has that been going and actually well before that how was the transition between like high school and college? I think that's kind of, that would be kind of interesting because, I mean, you're going to college pretty far from here in the capital. So what was that like? At first, I wanted to join the military. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but this time goes, no, I can't do all the training. <laughs> that's too much. And I loved nursing. But about nursing, because St. Charles School is nurse, which hospital. Oh, yeah. We always passed most of the patients. Some are TB patients, some are HIV patients. So I don't know how strong them. Because sometimes the, TB, the, the one with the TB patients will be told one day, when we are here or for this time, you should not smoke. They would just go out of the gate of the hospital and go and smoke. So that that made me sad to say, I cannot tolerate this. I'm not patient enough to handle this. Because sometimes some will be given medication, say, take this medication. She wouldn't take it. She would put it under the pillow. So I, 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 would not, I know that I would not tolerate it. Yeah. So I know that that was not good for the patient. So I say, I, I won't do the nursing because I'm not patient. I cannot... So anyway, for me, the student from Lincoln Queen visited our school for career guidance. Ah. So they were from different different faculties telling us what they are pursuing. So I like the one for tourism ah. because I like going places. Yeah. So I think I say most and. When the results came out, I was I was able to. They were good, and I was I qualified to apply there. So I went there. I was given another career guidance. The prospectors showed they there was someone showing me which courses would suit my results. And I applied for international international tourism because I want to go places but to my surprise when i was admitted i was but the one from international tourism it was associate degree uh, which takes only three years but when i was when that admissions came out i was admitted in bachelor of arts honors in tourism management but since it was still tourism <laughs> i just feel that well that's better though because the bachelor's is higher, higher than, than the yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah. And the bachelor take four years. Yeah, with honors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's cool. I actually didn't realize that um, 
they came around and do things like that because I feel like schools and like colleges in America also goes around to like different schools and we also have career guidance which is really important um, but I feel like one thing that's a little bit different here that I noticed was is that um, they look at what at the subjects that you're good at and they yeah. place you in in in, in the the majors that that you that makes your results yeah yeah so but in america like you can you can apply for something but a lot of people usually switch once they get into the school is that the same case or is it like once you're because you said you thought that you're going to enter one program but you ended up going to another program is it kind of just set no if you want to change you can still change uh okay. as long as you you match your results match uh, for example about matching if you have Poor grades in math, we cannot do information technology because it's mostly mathematics. Yeah. So if you have failed mathematics at high school level, what about college? Yeah. Worse. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So they're really helping you in the long run. Because yeah. <laughs> I also know, like a lot of people, if they don't um, do well in a certain subject, they usually go back to study for just that one. Subject, yeah, to supplement. Right? Yeah. So. If someone like I, I didn't have great good credit in mathematics because I, I didn't have a credit I had a pass, mm. so I was not able to do information technology. But if I wanted to do informa- information technology, I'd go and supplement maths so that they can have a credit so that they can enter the program that I want. Mm, okay, I think that that's a pretty good system to get the foundations down before yeah. <laughs> you get into it. Yeah. <laughs> And very surprisingly, most of the students that I was attending high schools with, they have applied for many schools. But believe me, I have applied for only in Conquing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any other passion for other schools. I just applied there. And luckily I was admitted. <laughs> so did you own, like, why did you only apply there? Because other schools... They are they they didn't they don't provide the courses that I wanted. Oh, so you're yes. really set on doing tourism. <laughs> yes, I was, I wanted to do tourism. Mm. And since Limpopo is an international university, I thought there would be an opportunity for me after doing my associate degree or bachelor, I would go to another campus in another country to further my studies because here the highest. Is that B A? Oh, Minus. really? Yes, there's, there's no, no ma- masters. Oh, no. there's no master's program. Yes. Oh, but there's other universities in Lesotho that has master's programs, right? Yes, but oh. not for tourism. Tourism okay. is only for Limpopo. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. Which actually makes me like back. I want to backtrack just a little bit. So, how many would you say first in your class that started from grade one finished grade seven when you were in primary school? Very few. Because at that time, we used to be the youngest in class, so we used to attend with older people. That wait, what? What do you mean? Older students, you see, other students, they didn't like to go to school, mm-hmm. and some even if they wanted, they failed. So they we used to we are the young, I was the youngest. You can oh. say I was the youngest and shortest. I <laughs> know you. You <laughs> so the others were very big brothers and big sisters. Mm. So some even when we were in grade three, they just dropped out. 
because they were so very old. Oh, okay. Because they maybe failed. Yes, like, many times. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of hard to know who are. But yes, but most of them. I think almost ten or more than ten. We were from grade one to grade seven, and we went to high school. All ten of you guys. Wow. Oh, that's great. Um, and I think how many of them went to college? Five or six. Mm. Of us went to college. And the rest, did they finished high school or did they drop out? They dropped out during high school. Mm. Some didn't drop out, but they did not pass well. Their form is so they were not not able to apply. Mm. But they did not. They didn't have money to supplement the subjects they failed. Mm. So, um, actually, <laughs> we should have. I should have thought about this a little bit more. But I feel like in America, a lot of times people face like different struggles with going to school. Well, actually, it's illegal if you don't make your child go to school especially yeah but can you just like tell us a little bit about the different um hindrances that that people have from not being able to go to school or the different reasons why people don't go to school especially at the primary school age at the primary school age just the irresponsibility of the parent okay <laughs> I, I i can't because at primary school why do a parent have to buy his own uniform? Mm. Because they, at primary school, we are provided with books freely. Mm. Pen, pencils, crayons, everything. And food. Mm. Yeah, lunch. There is lunch. So I don't hear yeah, other excuses. Because mm. I feel like I usually see... I mean, I don't think... Well, sometimes they're just kind of running around. But I feel like they're always working, too, whenever I see the children don't go to school when they're around that age yes most of to tell the truth most of the of our parents because during that time they didn't attend school because their parents made them to stay at home take care of the children look after the sheep and goats and the animals they didn't go to school so they don't see the importance of going to school Mm. So they still think the school is not important. Mm. And that's always really hard. Yeah. yeah. Because they are not inspiring their children to go to school. Yeah. And what I've heard too, I don't know um, if this is 100% true, but I heard that in Lesotho, there's actually more girls who are educated than boys because a lot of time the boys are forced to go take care of the animals in in the mountains. Would you say that that's, what do you think? Yeah, that I think that statement is true. Mm. But I don't think the boys are forced mm. to go through school. Like you see now, most of the boys here are the ones who are refusing to school, go to school. Like Katla, you remember? Yeah. Mpina would go to school, but <laughs> Katla would refuse to go to school. And, until... and he's so smart too. Yeah. I don't understand. So yeah. if he's not going to school, if his father can say, Katla, go and look at that kettle, the kettles, he will go. So he is he first? Yeah, no. it's not first. Yeah, and especially as kids, we—I mean, as a kid, I didn't want to go to school either, you know. So, 
Okay, so going back to high school. So when you started high school, how many how many would you say like started with you and then finished? And then from there, how many decided to go to college? And if they didn't decide to go to college, what did they end up doing? I think most of my classmates finished, I, we finished up. Mm. But most, and most of us went to the college while others didn't. Okay. Yeah. Would you say like 75% of you guys went to college? Or? Yeah. From okay. high school, 75 percent. Okay. Yeah. Even if these different colleges, but they went. Mm. Wow, that's that's really good. That's actually more than I thought. That's awesome. Um. So. Are, are most of the people who like went to the most of the people who decided to go to college, um, are they still now studying or? Have they decided to do other things? Like, most of them have completed because, you know, we, we go to different colleges, do different programs that take different amount, amount of, times. of times. So some have completed, are now working, but I'm still a student. <laughs> <laughs> and some, I think, dropped out because, you know, here in Lesotho, when we go to the college, there is national manpower that provides sponsorship for children to go to the universities and colleges. Mm-hmm. But if you fail, they are no longer paying for you. And they are very strict. They are very strict about who they take and the requirements they need. Mm-hmm. Like the contract you sign with them. You know, I am from Botabute. Very rural. Mm. I didn't know anything about the manpower things. I know that I have to go to manpower <laughs> with my results and other certificates. Uh. And I didn't know that I had to bring along my parent. <laughs> but the parent had to be there. Uh-huh. If it's not a parent, it has to be a guardian. Provided with the chief from the letter showing that that is your guardian. Mm. And believe me, I didn't have a parent, I didn't have a guardian. Uh. But I went to manpower. So what happened? So what happened is that, and you—that's a far <coughs> journey. So versus clarify, like to get from like where we live to go to Maseru, I'd say that's like on a good day, maybe like five hours, yes. six hours. Yes, yeah, because you can you, you can't go to Maseru and come back. Yeah, yeah. Or else you arrive midnight. Great. <laughs> wow. And there are no taxis. Yeah. So I had to go there to in Maseru. Mm. I went there when I was going to collect my application forms. Mm. But when I, I, had, I had to return them, they were there. Because Limkwan Queen usually go to districts for those who are unable to go to Maseru for applying. They could go to their district and apply. Mm. So I returned them there. So I went to Maseru once. Oh, okay. But I had gone first for the sports when I was in high school. Mm. But that was very strict because you have to move from where you mm-hmm. stay there and to the to the playgrounds. Yeah. So we, we didn't we were not able to go around. So mm. I didn't know anything about Brazil. <laughs> and it's such a big city compared to even Butabute, the capital of our 
district here. Yeah. Huh. So I went there alone. There were other, <laughs> other kids with their parents. Luckily, there was another daddy from St. Charles, Sibuche. So where I was staying when I was in high school, he was my neighbor. And he knew me. Mm. And he said, no, he was going to send for his son. We were going to the same university, but because he was good at maths, he he was he was going to do the soft, was? yes the uh, son was uh. going to do software engineering. Wow! So he said, "I will, I will send for you." And I said, "They will need the letter for from the chief." He said, "I will see." And luckily, they didn't ask for the letter. <laughs> so he, he was the one that signed my contract. Oh, because the parent had to sign that if the child is unable to pay, I will pay for her or him. So he signed that he will pay for me. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Let's do too. <laughs> like the pe- wow, that's so nice. That's so nice. So did you pay? <laughs> the the manpower is still paying for me oh, since I'm still a student. That's good. <laughs> I will pay manpower when I am working. <laughs> Wait, so... Is manpower a scholarship or is it more of a loan? It's a loan because you have to pay back. Oh, I always thought manpower was scholarship. No. Oh. The contract is that when I have, then the contract is, is like when you have fun, you are working at the private sector, uh-huh. you will pay sort of 50% of the money that you have brought. Oh, okay. if you are in the public sector, no, the private sector is seventy five percent. The public sector is fifty percent. But if you you work outside the country, hundred percent. Oh, shoot! <laughs> yeah, you don't want to work outside the country then. At least when you're paying that back. Yes. Wait. So is is there a scholar? I thought everyone went to manpower for scholarships though is there a scholarship program though that no yes it's the one that the provides oh for tertiary students oh okay huh okay so manpower is more loan yes it's loan okay I've, wow this whole entire year that i've been here more than a year i always thought it was a scholarship program no it's not a scholarship because each and every year like in August, yes, in August, we have to go and renew our contract and they would put down the sum of the money that they are borrowing you that year. Each and every year, there is different amount. Oh, uh, okay. Depending on the tuition fee and yeah. the allowances they give you monthly. Wow. Okay, so now that um, you're in your final semester, which is really exciting, um, do you have any plans of what you want to do afterwards? Or Yeah, I have plans like to find a job, but the sad part is that our university didn't groom us to find a job. <laughs> Our university is the one who said we are the one the university said we are the one who have to establish work. Okay. We have to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Not to 
go and hunt for job. Mm. But being an entrepreneur is very hard yeah. because mostly you don't have capital. Yeah, or much experience either. Yes. Yeah. Like now, when we are doing BA honors, we are not going for internships. Mm-hmm. We have to write the research. We have mm-hmm. to do research. So we have no idea of how on the field, how is on the field. What are you expecting? You are just in, in class doing research. Yeah. Which yeah. is very challenging. <laughs> research. <laughs> research is really important, though. <laughs> yeah. So I guess just getting more experiences in the the tourism field kind of what you're looking at next yeah yeah and following my studies yeah even though it's not that soon i didn't want to go to school (laughs) (laughs) i should work for two years and after that go back to school (laughs) not immediately now at june when i my course end and Mm. i go to another school Mm. i can't i'm just Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like most jobs also look for more experience now, too. So maybe experience and then schooling. Maybe that will be better. But I experienced that before I went to Limkwankui, I applied for Afriski. Yes. At Afriski Mountain Resort, I was working as a housekeeper. Mm. So you got to see, like, that kind of hands-on experience? Yeah. Ski is really nice. So now that you're about to graduate, how how is your family reacting towards all of this? My family very happy and proud because they didn't think that I would make it. <laughs> <laughs> what really? Oh. Because of there are many challenges. Yeah. Like I'm from rural areas. Going to Maseru is very challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I managed. Overcame all the challenges. Yeah. <laughs> Even yesterday, the results for the last semester were published, and I passed. I'm going to my final semester. Ah, it's so exciting. Very. Yeah. And even when I told my when I told my sister who is in South Africa that I passed, she was very happy. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a lot to celebrate. Um, I'm really proud of you too. And honestly, like, I'm I'm really happy that you had so many people to to influence you to go to school, because I think you're very smart, and I know that you're gonna do really great things. And like, education is one route, like one step to become successful in terms of, I guess, career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanna add before we wrap up on education, or maybe? life in the city in general mostly it's about education you know the kid these kids nowadays they are they are not interested in school anymore because i don't understand or because or our teachers were more strict than these ones who are teaching now <laughs> I, I just don't understand what is wrong uh-huh. because now i can still remember some of the things that we were taught in grade three but some of the students who are in grade four and grade five, if I can ask them to, that, that story or that thing, that part, which which they were also taught, they don't know it. You know, even on the on holidays like Christmas holidays or June, 
when I'm at home and other kids, other the kids here are at home. Mm-hmm. In the evenings, I would just call them, say, no, you can just come and I teach them mathematics, English, Sisutu, many things. Mm. You know, I can't be a teacher. <laughs> 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 just from that experience, I can't be a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the teachers are the more, I think, they they were the ones who were supposed to earn more than anyone in the country. Because I would teach them something today. They would go they and understand it. Say, Yes, we understand. Tomorrow I will ask question. And no one get it correct. Mm. And I give them correction. The following day if I ask them again, they don't know again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is too much. Yeah, teaching is a really difficult career and we need to give more. Yeah. And I think teaching is more based on, I think teaching should be a passion, not Mm -hmm. I do teaching because I was admitted in teaching. Other institutions could not admit me Mm -hmm. because other people are as as impatient as I am. Mm -hmm. So they cannot tolerate these students. So some of the students, yes, the way we learn is different because some are slow learners, some can catch everything quickly. So the the ones who are slow learners, they are de- the teachers are demotivating them. Say, yeah. ah, you, you are dull, you are stupid, you are this. And this kid will just know, ah, me, I'm stupid. So you just, just not care. Yeah. That's the really sad part. So I think schooling is very important. Although most of the children don't think so. Because most of us the one we are, who can say we are educated, we went to colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. After graduating, they are staying at home, mm-hmm. nothing. Going up and down. One of my, I remember one of my lecturers, <laughs> he would say, he would now he say, ah, now you are at school, is happy. You are happy. Mm-hmm. After graduation, you will hear what, what is life. You will just tell me what, what is life. <laughs> because you will be at home. You will be... <laughs> At home, he's calling them home affairs. You're going up and down the Kingsway Street with a brown envelope looking for work. But we didn't teach you to look for work. We, we, we taught you to make work for yourself, mm. but you can't. And when we ask you to do work, you do the work that, like, the, the work that can be done by people from the mines, like piggery, poultry. Um, That's not a tourism student could not do that. <laughs> there are many things that he can come up with. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because I remember um, I was with Ndate Kelly and we were in his car, and you know we were just driving and listening to is so small, you know, and he saying hi to everyone when we're in Maseru. <laughs> <laughs> so one time he said hi to this guy who was selling um like some fruit like apples and pears, and I was like, how how do you know him? And he told me that he went to university with him. Yes. But now he's just selling fruits and vegetables. Yes, he's a street vendor. Yeah, a street vendor, which is really unfortunate. Um, And I think that's where entrepreneurship is really important. Yeah. And I think that's why people or young kids are motivated for going to school. I can I go to school and after going to school I'm going to sell up apples and bananas in the street. I can also do them without going to school. Yeah. So going to school is just a waste of time. Yeah. As they think. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully as we trans, as we like continue, well, as Lesotho continues to grow, more ideas will come about. And I feel like I've met a lot of really smart and creative people in Lesotho. So I think there's hope, but it's just going to come very slowly. Yeah. Is that part of the government? <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> Our government is very worse. Because sometimes we are given assignments. We are tourism students. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like the other time, we were asked to come with them. Lesotho tourism police. Mm-hmm. And we went to Lesotho Tourism Development Corporation, which is the one which markets Lesotho. And when we arrived there, they said, no, we are not the one who regulates the police or who, are, who have the police. You have to go to the Ministry of Tourism, Environment and Culture. And when we arrived there at the Ministry of Tourism, they said, you have to go back to LTDC. They said, no, we are asked to come here. Yeah. And we have to find the tourism policy here. Yeah. You know, we have to wait, I, I think, more than an hour. Wow. Just for it, just for that police. Yeah. But they gave us. <laughs> they eventually gave it to you. Yeah. And the sad part is that some, most of the people who are hired there, they know nothing about tourism. Oh. It's just that during, after the election, if this person is elected, he's appointed the Minister of Tourism without doing tourism. Mm. He would just appoint his relatives and friends to go to work there. Without, because yes. if you can go there and ask about a tourism related something or topic, you say, ah, I don't have any idea. Someone who have that idea is not there or he has gone somewhere. Mm. He's absent, he's on leave. So we have to wait for that someone who's not there. But yeah. he's hired at the Ministry of Tourism, that person who's there sitting in the chair. What is wrong is our country. The governing is not good. Well, hopefully also as time. Well, in any country, um, you know, there's going to be corruption, but hopefully there's going to be more um, accountability as people are becoming more educated and they know what's right and wrong. Like, they won't be taken advantage of as much. Yeah, um, I think... Yeah, I think now it's better because yeah. the constitution is going to be mended or redone again. So I think more educated people are going to be involved mm-hmm. and meant where they were wrong. Yeah. And they hired the human resource structure. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, thanks for listening um, to another episode of Tupperware Jair, where you always take something with you. Um, I'm with Dika Lady, and we just talked about education, and we hope to have you guys listen to our next podcast episode.